Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This week we're honored to have Caitlin with us and we're going to have a great week talking about these things that are going on that people who suffer from PTSD and their symptoms can really help with. Caitlin, thank you. Thanks, Doug. It's great to be here. Keep listening. We'll explore some really great stuff. Great to be back with you folks. Here I am again on part two as we're continuing a conversation with Caitlin here. Uh, so, Caitlin, I just want to say thank you for coming back a second time. I, I'm pretty amazed you did after that trouble we gave you <laughs> yesterday, but thanks for coming back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So those of you who listened to yesterday, uh, you know what's going on. For those of you who are just picking up today, uh, Caitlin's a dear friend. She's in the ministry. I, I, Debbie and I met her a day ago, and I'm already calling her a dear friend. That's how God works things. Mm. He, he takes kindred spirits. He takes people who've been through joke. He saves them, and he brings us together as a community. And uh, Caitlin was brought together with the community locally here, reaching out to wounded spirits, people with PTSD, working with our dear brother, Jeff Meyer. And we're always so pleased when there's a gentleman and a lady uh, that run a PTSD group just so they can reach out to each other, help each other out, and uh, so many people. And uh, so, Caitlin, as we went through your testimony yesterday, we started off with the word redeemed. Yes. And uh, you had a lot to say about that. And I'm thankful for that. And how when you think of the word redeemed, you think of Christ. And, mm. and folks, we all should think of Christ when we hear the re word redeemed because he has redeemed us. And, and uh, now I came up with a word and I asked Caitlin if this would be all right. And uh, uh, I came up with and I, I told Caitlin the scientific method in which I pick words. I just <laughs> grab a word out of the sky and, uh, and say, have we used this recently? <laughs> and then I and then I pull it down. And so uh, so that's where I'm at now. So we got the word rest, uh, restoration. What comes to my mind is the book of Joel, chapter two, 25 and 26. It says, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer uh, worm. My great army, which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty, be satisfied, praise the name of the Lord your God, and have dealt wondrously with you, and the people shall never be ashamed. And I'm amazed, Caitlin, as we're going through this. I'm, I'm just amazed how your, your testimony to where you are now. We finished, so yesterday, as we went through your testimony, as we did these things, we got to the point where you're down in Florida. I mean, you're at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned you'd been arrested five times in Florida, I think once in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And everything that you went through constantly, for those of you who didn't hear the story, Caitlin was uh, just a seemingly good person, good student, gateway again, alcohol, a brother's alcohol. Be careful with your alcohol. Uh, keep alcohol out of your house as far as I'm concerned. Her brother's alcohol, friend's alcohol, and she, by the skin of her teeth, she said she graduated from school and it was a gateway for her. And, she ended up down in Florida. So, Caitlin, here we are. We're at the bottom. Yeah. What happens? Um, well, so my my seeming my my bottom lasted a long time. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things I always said I would never do. And I would reach a bottom and I would get desperate. And then I would do those things and I would hit a new bottom. And um, I, I, I want to say I hit many bottoms during the course of my addiction. Um, and I would just turn around in my numbness, you know, I wasn't able to feel things. I had almost become disassociated with what I was doing and with life. Yeah. And yeah. I never, I never, th I never knew that I could live a different kind of life. Like I always thought, okay, I'm going to die young 
as an addict. I had accepted it because I, I never thought I could get out of my addiction. Yeah. And, you know, this disassociation, I've, I've heard, we know this term, obviously, from people have flashbacks and then even a stepfather. And we're going to get to Caitlin's PTSD and stuff here in a little while. I want to finish her testimony. But this idea of disassociating from herself, being able to have an out-of-body experience, to be able mm. to do what it took for her to make the money, and at the same time to shut down from the experience. I've never quite heard it like that. And uh, so you're at that point, and uh, how, do, how do we end up here? I mean, how does what comes next? So how, how did I end up? Saved and okay. everything going on. Yeah, so um, it was all really a, a God thing. I mean, I was living in Michigan. I was doing the same old things, and I hadn't, hadn't spoken with my mom in many, many years. And um, she called me out of the blue and uh, asked if she could come visit me. And so she came to visit me, and I, I thought that's just what it was. It was just her visiting me, but she came down with the intention of bringing me home. My dad had passed away a couple years before that. He never got to see me sober, and mm. I think she thought, you know, I'm going to lose my daughter if I don't do something about this. So she brought me home. I went through detox, and my detox, I just felt some really, really dark things. Um, I was having sleep paralysis. I was having horrible nightmares. And Now, you said sleep, and honestly, this is something I don't know about. Sleep paralysis, or what is that? Um, so there's a couple theories about what it is, but this is basically how it goes. Um, you know, I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden I would wake up, and I wouldn't be able to move any part of my body, but I could open my eyes. And, like, I could even see the ceiling fan on um on the ceiling spinning and i felt this dark presence in the wow. room and it suddenly felt like i was being choked yeah and um and i don't know what if what it was if it was psychological if it was detox or what it was but i felt the darkness of my situation yeah and i realized if there's a darkness like this there's got to be a light yeah and i woke up from um from that dream or whatever that was and I prayed to God. I said, I know I can't do this, but I think you can. Please help me. And it was a prayer of faith. Wow. Yeah. You know, when you reach bottom, folks, and, and, and I love this, you know, when, when Caitlin got all the way down, there's only one way you can look, and that's straight up at God. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what transpires over the days or weeks? How, how, how do you get to the place where you accept the Lord, where, uh, away from, where you're feeling fulfilled? Right. So um, the next morning after that night, I woke up and where the obsession had been prior, suddenly I, that obsession had lessened or it wasn't there. And I thought, wow, that actually worked. He's real. Yeah. And I saw proof of that. And so that um, put me on a path of reading daily devotionals. I didn't, I didn't know Jesus yet. Of course, I had heard of him from my upbringing and all that, but... Um, I just started reading daily devotionals because I knew, okay, there's this darkness surrounding me and it, it wants me back. Mm. It doesn't want to lose me to something good, right? So I started reading these daily devotionals and I was kind of praying, not knowing who to. And one night um, I, I, I had just done something that I knew was wrong and I thought, oh, I need to ask forgiveness for this. And in those thoughts... I realized, you know, I might ask forgiveness for this, but what about all <laughs> the stuff in my past and all the stuff in my future? Because nobody's sinless, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, in that prayer, I realized, like, I am not worthy. I am not worthy of the forgiveness for my sins. And I, it just 
came into my mind Jesus. Like Jesus was sinless and he died for everybody's sins, past, present, and future. And I just, I suddenly knew he was the answer. It was, it just, it blew my mind. I wrote a journal entry about it. I, I was looking stuff up in the Bible. It's like where I didn't really understand the Bible before. All of a sudden I just had this, this passion to know what was in it. Yeah. And, and, and so I, what I really like about this, I, you know, I'm that guy who's got a, uh, come, I'm not taking anything away from Caitlin. Matter of fact, I'm adding to it. I just want to explain what God does. And your heart can, canola, it's either holding the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. Uh, once, once it's clean, the Holy Spirit of God is clean mm. and everything else is unclean. And once that Holy Spirit of God gets in that heart, once you accepted Jesus Christ alone and asked him of your forgiveness, and I, I admire the way you got there. You didn't have someone standing, you had the word of God in these devotions and folks don't ever downplay tracks. Don't ever downplay devotions. Mm. I mean, they, God's word was hidden in Caitlin's heart and she accepted the Lord and, 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 you know, the astuteness. So obviously Caitlin's a very intelligent lady. And so, and again, I point out, it's not dumb people that I, I've never met a dumb person that got addicted on drugs and came out. I never met anybody that I said, man, I know why they got addicted on drugs. Cause they, you know, they're a third grade dropout or something like that. So, so, so Caitlin, a, a bunch of things happen yeah. and, uh, we're, we're talking about this word restored. And so at this point you're still in Michigan, I assume. No, at this point I was here in Bemidji. My mom had brought me back to Bemidji. I went through my detox. Um, and I think it was like the night of October 30th is when I, wow. I realized that Jesus Christ was my savior. And I mean, I, I felt the Holy Spirit come into me and change me in that moment. I mean, not completely right. I still had to. Oh, yeah. We still have a sin nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know, folks, and, and, and so often, so often I know I say to you guys these things over and over again, and I feel like God has me do this, but you know what? God saves us right where we are, but he doesn't leave us there. And he did not leave Caitlin where she was at. He didn't leave me where I was at. He didn't leave Philip who's helping us with this podcast where he was at. God takes us out of that place. And that's great news. Hey, we're going to go to our radio stations here for a minute and let them do what they do. We'll be right back with you. Hey, thanks for coming back. So we've been we've been talking with Caitlin. I am so glad uh, that you're here, Caitlin. And we got to the point where you're in Bemidji, the the uh, detox uh, detoxification. For those of you who don't know, is, uh, folks go to a uh, a center usually, and they get detoxed from all those drugs and those chemicals that have been in your body. Because man, they make you crazy. And, yeah. And and uh, uh, and I and I want to talk about detox in a minute, but I want Caitlin. So we're at the point where Caitlin's saved, where Caitlin. Except the Lord, she's here in Bemidji, Minnesota. And let me tell you, folks, Bemidji is the place to be. You know, 13,000 people living here in God's land. It seems bigger. But anyway, so Caitlin, your story, you continue on. Uh, you're saved. You know what's going on. I know you ended up in a great church. I know you've uh, 
uh, you go to the same church brother Jeff goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does all that happen? How does how does God bring you to uh, we're sitting here today? And we talked about that term restoration. Mm-hmm. And boy, if you're not a picture of somebody who's been redeemed and somebody who's God's restored your body and soul. And I, I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, I think it was all by God's grace. And, you know, he he really when I put my faith into Jesus, I just started to see people coming into my life and I would see signs and everything just happened in a way that it was like he was guiding me. Like I was walking in his will, as you would say. And I mean, I remember I was just, I was going to Duluth with my parents and we drove by the Bemidji Baptist sign and I saw, oh, addictions program. Yeah. So that's how I actually found out about Bemidji Baptist. I went to their addictions program first. And I mean, when I heard the clear gospel for the first time, it's like it just, it fed my soul. I left there feeling full and hungry Mm. when I finally heard clear scripture. You know, I'll tell you, that should be the, I was just talking a few minutes ago during a break with Philip, who's graciously helping us with these podcasts and and, and dear Caitlin here, and we, were, we I just said to Caitlin a few minutes ago, I said, you need to write a book and I'll help you with it. Uh, but Full and Hungry, that should be the title of your book there, or one of them you consider, or at least a chapter <laughs> of your book. So you end up there in addiction recovery. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said, when I heard the full gospel, when I'm there and everything's fed to me, I was it a, was it a feeling? It, it, you said when you the gateway into drugs. And I I know I'm drawing these parallels together. And it always helps people when you have hours to talk to your guests before you get together. Caitlin and I had a six-minute phone conversation (laughs) as I drove from a meeting this morning back to the hotel. But, but, I mean, that hole was filled. I mean, was that a euphoric feeling or? Um, I, I, I finally felt content. I finally felt at peace. And, you know, I, I was always living in the present in my addiction, uh, but it was a different kind of in the present. I mean, it was survival mode. It was desperation. It was doing whatever I had to do. And finally um, being saved and hearing clear scripture and reading the Bible, it's like I felt like I had answers to all of these existential questions that I had about life and why I went through and had all this suffering and trauma and all these things. And it's like, I finally had these answers. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what a group of answers that is. And, and, uh, as, so you have these answers and then you became a person who can't keep it to yourself now. And, and, and so I, I want to, and, and I like that cause I'm a person who can't keep it to mind. So obviously you picked up and I may be totally wrong on this cause I've met, I've met Caitlin twice in my life. So yesterday when Debbie and I and brother Jeff were able to sit down and talk with her and then today, um, but you're seemingly outgoing, but I guess the question would be, how do you get to the point where you can't keep it to yourself? What, what, what's flipped that switch on where you want to help people? You want to be part of the solution. Yeah, so, um, well, I I kind of, because of my criminal record and everything, I'm kind of barred from a lot of positions. But, yeah. you know, I knew I wanted to go into some sort of helping profession. I've always wanted to. I like the way the mind works. And um, I, I want to do what I can to help people that are going through trials. And um, I knew that with my past experience, rather than having it be something that I put in a closet and shut the door on, I could use it as 
as my me- my way and means to help other people. Wow. Like my experience doesn't have to be for nothing. I can use it. Yeah. And we say all the time in our PTSD training, by the way, Caitlin's coming out and being part of that here in Bemidji. We're having a uh, wounded spirits camp. And we always tell people one of the great things about the junk we've been through, if there's anything great, and there's not a lot of great in, in the filth that uh, I lived in my life, certainly, or any of us have sinned. But there is one thing. And that one thing Caitlin just hit on, and uh, that's that God takes the junk I've been through, God takes the junk that Caitlin's been through, and he allows us to use that to bring glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Isn't that crazy that he lets us do that? Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I, what I should have said is uh, God can use it, right? Because I'm just his vessel, and he can use my testimony to bring others to oh, him. Oh, no, you are a humble vessel of God. I, I've, I've learned from you today that you're a humble vessel of God. So you end up, so you run into this Jeff guy. So Jeff ahead of you uh, used his junk in his life and, and went over to Bemidji State. or Bemidji, I don't even know. Is it called Bemidji State? Yep, Bemidji State University. I haven't, I haven't bought the T-shirt yet. And, and I want you to know, Caitlin sent Debbie and I over there, and I couldn't pull the trigger. I, I was stuck between two of them. And, <laughs> and then this, this thing came across my mind that, because I always get a T-shirt wherever I am. And I, I played catch yesterday with the Bemidji uh, football team now folks are going to be up front with you and and it's kind of a lie or an exaggeration somebody punted a ball onto the track I was walking (laughs) and I I threw the ball back on the practice field but so I I feel like I at least warrant buying a shirt and say yeah I know these guys and uh, but anyway just coming to my mind wanting to help wanting to make a difference how do you hook up with Jeff who went down these steps ahead of you how do you run across each other you just threw the PTSD thing or no so um I was, I was baptized, um, as a born again Christian at the church that I attend. Yeah. And, uh, as part of the baptism, they asked me to kind of give a testimony and, um, you know, me and Jeff, we met through church, but we also both went to BSU. We also both were in the social work program. And so I think he maybe connected the dots when he started the wounded spirits PTSD support group. And he said, you know, I I would really like a in the group. And, um, I think with your, um, social work schooling and your history, you could be a blessing to this. And man, the group has been a blessing for myself. It's been quite incredible. Yeah. And not only that, but I'll tell you, it goes a step farther. So, uh, so Jeff's dear wife, Shar, uh, I mean, these people became good friends. That's how God does it sometimes. Yes. And, and uh, Caitlin becomes like the house sitter. And, and uh, they're all, <laughs> I love it how God brings people like us together, you know. Yeah. And, and how in the world would you get an old helicopter pilot, an old Army sergeant major, and a young lady who uh, graduated from school by the skin of her teeth? Now, she was, I didn't even do it by the skin of my teeth. When I graduated, people were like, oh, crazy, man. They let him, gra- I think they let me graduate just to get out of there. <laughs> And uh, how does God bring us all together? And and Caitlin, I'm sure, is banging away over there. So you hope, obviously, moving forward, uh, mm-hmm. you hope to take this for God's glory. And and what do you say to people who were, who are where you were? Oh man, that's a hard one. Like there's so much that I want to say, but that that hole that you feel, what you're filling with, it's just it's just gonna keep being empty. You need to fill it with Jesus Christ. Only he can really fill you up and make you feel at peace. Wow. And, 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 and save you. Wow. Only he. Only he. And just yeah. So if you're out there today, and, and there are some I know that are in bondage of one way or another. Bondage, you know, sin all looks the same. Bondage all looks the same. I was in bondage in my life. 
Uh, we've all, we're all in bondage who don't accept Jesus Christ. So even not only sinners like uh, you look at Caitlin and my sin, it makes you grimace maybe, but even those people hide it a little better, we're all in bondage. But let me tell you, there's a hole that Christ is going to fill in your life, and he wants to. Uh, for Christ so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So folks, you can know Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't, make sure you get a hold of us at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop me a note at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'd be glad to call you. Pray for Caitlin. She's going to be with us a few more podcasts here, but pray for her and walk. This lady needs to be heard all over the United States of America. God is doing a work in her life. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 30, 17, for I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee of thy wounds. And he's done that in Caitlin's life. He's done that in my life. Saith the Lord, because they called an outcast saying, this is Zion whom no man seeketh after. Uh, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I'm telling you, she doesn't need to have her salvation uh, joy restored. She has that. I'm glad to be with her. I'm glad that you guys are here listening. And listen, we want to help you out. So make sure you get a hold of us if we can do anything for you at all. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks.